Welcome back to another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast presented by Aero Truck Sales. Really appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us today. And I'm excited to have perhaps the best voice in the entire company, Matt Quick from Cincinnati Branch, uh, one of our salesmen there. Matt, appreciate you coming on, my friend. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm setting the expectation for your voice very high, very quickly. Like I think you and Jason Church, who we had on the show a little bit earlier, you guys, you know, you got you got you know two of the more unique voices, and you know, uh, you've got you got a you got a great accent. You can I just want to hear your story, your backstory. Uh, you know, a little bit about you, how you got into the trucking industry, all that good stuff. Okay, so uh, a long time ago, I, I grew up um, on, the, on the southwest coast of England, working for. Um, my father's construction company while putting myself through college and graphic design. And um, I had the opportunity to um, work overseas in in heavy construction, actually building, um, building timber roller coasters. So I built them in several countries. Nice. Um, One thing led to the other, Um, did a job in America, came back to America to, you know, meet some friends for vacation between jobs, between Oslo, Norway, and, and, and Milan. And um, I decided to hang around for a little bit in, in the States. Um, realized that construction was a very difficult industry to break into uh, when you're without a well-known name. So some friends of mine said, you know what, people love to talk to you. Have you ever tried to, you know, consider trying sales? Well, my answer was, no, I don't know anything about sales, right? And they're like, well, people like to talk to you, so you should try sales. So I, back in the day, this was over 20 years ago, when you found jobs in the good old-fashioned black and white newspaper instead of on the internet, and um, I came across an advertisement for uh, car sales for Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Um, actually, back then, it was Plymouth, Chrysler, and Jeep. Um, job-provided benefits, which is what everybody needs, right? So I thought I'd give it a go. Um and through some hard work and some and some strong ethic, uh, I realized that I was very good at it. Um, I got promoted to management within the first couple of years in car sales, and I spent 18 years at that same dealership managing salespeople, dealing with customers, building relationships, maintaining relationships. Um, after 18 years, though, you know the same showroom every day. You know, you, you kind of want to change, right? So, uh, I. I had a personal relationship with some of the employers employers here at Arrow in Cincinnati. And um, they said, well, why don't you come try to sell some trucks for us? And I'm like, well, it can't be, can't be that hard, right? It can't be hard to sell cars. So uh, I gave it a go um, and uh, loved it from day one. Um, the company welcomed me with open arms. Um, everybody here was great. Uh, very, very professional. Um, within less than a year, they asked me if I take the job as sales lead. Well, I said, well, absolutely. I'd love to. So I've been doing that now for almost the last two years. Um, loved every minute of it. So, all right. I, I hear this all the time and it drives me nuts. Selling cars is just like selling a truck. And yeah. you've got a, you've got a little, you've got a few years here to, mm-hmm. to know that that's not necessarily the case. What are the big yeah. differences in your opinion, you know, coming from the car industry to the truck industry, you know, what are the big differences you see there? Okay, so the average customer in the, in the auto industry um, actually comes in to see you at your location most of the time at the weekends because that's really the only time they can bring their families out to make sure that, you know, husband, wife, you know, son, daughter, however big the family unit might be, 
to make sure they can all be accommodated inside a, a passenger vehicle. Mm. Okay, and it's 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 uh, it's more of a um, emotional buying experience for a car, which is a necessity just to get somebody to work every morning and just to get you know the kids to baseball practice, you know, so on and so forth. Um, the the truck the trucking customer the trucker today that needs equipment he's buying a business piece of equipment okay this this is not an a to b vehicle and his livelihood depends on this mm-hmm. so i don't think they're so much emotionally driven by the appearance or you know the paint colors or the paint schemes on these trucks or you know the the wheel patterns it's not it's, it's not about that for these guys these guys these guys need a piece of equipment to do the job okay um and they want it as quickly as they can possibly get it, okay? And they want it to last for as long as it possibly can. Mm-hmm. And that's where we step in. You know, I, I, always, I always joke the gravity of buying a used truck is more similar to, to committing to buying a house than it is just your, your car. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, like you just, the, the exact point you said, your livelihood kind of depends on, mm-hmm. uh, on, on a truck having success. Well, the, you know, a big issue with your house can really, can really affect your livelihood more than maybe, uh, you know, a car breaking, you know, uh, a car breaking down, you know? So I, I think, you know, the gravity of this purchase is so much, is so different than, you know, than, than the car industry. So, you know, that's something I've, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't think people always realize on the outside, but when you're in it here, it's just, you know, like you said, and the smart ones, I think, and the, and the right ones are, are treating it like a, a piece of business equipment. I think that's the valuable way of, of, of approaching it and not being maybe distracted by some of the features all the time, but, uh, you know, understanding the value of, of the, of the truck you're purchasing and making sure it aligns with, you know, the industry you're in. So, um, you know, Matt, you know, the questions we always like to ask every single person we're you know, we're all, we're on the quest to find out what makes a successful truck driver for you and your experience working with truck drivers every day. What do you think makes a successful driver? What makes a successful driver? Okay, well, we've got to start with somebody who's got a business plan. Okay, um, you have to have a business plan. Know who you intend to be hauling for, not just for the next week or month, but for the next long term. You know, do you have a reliable whole source, and is it going to pay you enough to keep your truck on the road, pay your bills, feed your family? and keep you interested in doing it, right? So uh, they, they've got to have a plan. Um, you also can't be in too much of a rush to get started with this. Mm. If you're making you know rash decisions as a driver and you'll just take the first piece of equipment that becomes available, you know, and it might not exactly match your needs and your requirements, mm-hmm. then that truck is not going to serve you to its fullest potential. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have the ability to save some of your money, put some of your money away. You know, we can cover you with all the warranties that we can, but there's always unforeseeable expenses to truck in that just, you know, they jump out at you and you better have some money to pay for those repairs because if you don't, then you're, you're off the road until you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so planning, um, being aware um, and having a good advisor. Um, you can very easily take, you know, $10,000 as a down payment, finance a truck, leave there with it and still know nothing about what you're doing. We here with Arrow try to be more of an advisor rather than a salesperson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's a lot more information that goes along with being a truck driver than just buying a truck 
putting diesel in it, turning the key and answering the phone for a haul. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, it, it's a lot of things, but uh, the success of most of our drivers, a lot of it is, you know, um, because of us, because of what we do. We have a lot of first-time buyers and we try to give them the big picture and make sure they're making the right decision for their future. Mm. Well, I normally ask, you know, you kind of answer that a little bit, you know, your role in the truck driver story, how are you helping truck drivers find that success out on the road, Matt? I do have a, a couple of um, accounts of my own who are companies that are welcoming, wel- welcoming um, new drivers. Mm. Uh, they're having difficulty finding owner operators. And some of our new owner operators have trouble finding a whole source. Mm. So I try to connect the two together so they can help each other out. Um, I also like to help customers understand here that when I'm sitting across my desk, you know, offering uh, trucks, the truck payment, offering, you know, extended warranties, um, and make sure that they understand exactly how those warranties work, exactly what's covered, and exactly how to use them when they need to use them. But I also want to make sure that they understand that I am not sitting here selling them equipment. I'm sitting here selling them a business. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how I treat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's then when you open up those conversations, you get so much more from the customer mm-hmm. that you wouldn't normally hear if they were just here to buy a truck, knowing everything about it. Right. So that, that that's, I think, how I step in. I want to make sure that whether they ask me for the information or not, I make sure I give it to them. Well, I mean, you're shooting street people straight. It's very obvious based on what you're saying there. And I think the value of transparency is something that we're obviously talking a lot about at Arrow. You know, our motto, clear, simple, use truck buying. We're trying to become a more, you know, we're always striving to be transparent, to be trucker advocates. What do you think the value of transparency is in the trucking industry? So it's, there's a huge trust, trust factor. Um, and the trust factor is that we have so many uh, truckers today that are a lot of the time new to our country, just like I was 20 years ago, right? I had to understand how things worked. Um, and the people that we have from some of our local communities, um, they have uh, difficulty communicating because their language is so much different than ours. Mm. Um, so, you know, we try to communicate with them in every way possible, whether it's through email, whether it's through texting or on the phone, they find one of those options easier than the other two. Um, and they don't know how this whole thing works. So they know they've got a license, know they can drive. Um, and that's all they want to do is build a future for themselves. Okay. And make as much money as possible in doing so. But they really need our guidance more than you think. And if you're transparent with them um, and they start to, you know, trust you, trust us in what we do, and they see the benefits after their first purchase, then how they spread the news about how we've helped them within their communities, um, I mean, it it accelerates very quickly. Mm -hmm. So we gain a lot of referrals. But I try to think about it this way. Um, We've really got to, you know, hold our customer by the hand sometimes and really make sure they clearly understand what we're saying, be fully transparent about it, like you say. And um, I think that's where you really start to break ground. You know, we talk a lot about trying, you know, part of the reason that we are you know, doing this podcast is to provide information from across the industry to help set expectations in some way, you know, for this industry on, you know, learning from people, you know, in a, in a variety of perspectives and understanding 
driver success in the perspectives of a bunch of different people. Like, I think that's, it's trying to set expectations, but try to effectively communicate those expectations too, you know, for our customers. And that's been, it's been really cool to hear a lot of stories here at Arrow about, you know, the value of transparency and, and how, you know, we all are, you know, what that, it all means, it all means something different for everybody. Like that's something we've kind of noticed, you know, there's a lot of, you know, core principles there uh, associated with transparency, but everybody's kind of got a different perspective on it. And I, I, that what you just said is it with, you know, maybe people that aren't necessarily native to this country initially, uh, you know, having to, you know, some learning curves in some areas and, and trying to be a business partner with them here at Arrow. That's a, that's a really unique perspective that I hadn't heard uh, to yeah. this point doing this show. That's a, that's a great point. And that's, you know, that's really interesting. And you kind of t- you touched on a little bit too, you know, technology's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you noticed, you know, the last couple of years with the trucking industry, some contactless, you know, periods of time, you know, some limitations on, you know, person to person or face to face, you know, interactions, you know, what, uh, what have you kind of noticed about the, you know, the, the ad- adaptation of the trucking industry with, with technology becoming more important there? Okay, so we know that, especially during times like right now, um, inventory is not as plentiful as we've seen it before, mm-hmm. um, simply because the trucking industry is so strong right now, um, which means it is not only harder to find the customer's equipment, but the customer now understands that if they want to advance with the equipment that they need, they have to make decisions before they can necessarily get in contact with this truck, you know, physically drive it, get to see it in person, you know. Um, So today's modern technology um, between Cincinnati's branch here or any one of our other branches across the U.S. or in Canada, we can um, provide our customers with a lot of audio and, and video information on the truck to put their mind at ease so that they can make the decision on purchasing the truck over the phone or via email with us or through text messaging with us without actually seeing the truck. And that's what they need to do to to just secure their assets today. Um, And I think that if it weren't for some of today's tools, we wouldn't be able to um, get them enough reliable and transparent information as quickly as they need it. Um, And these are all um, everyday tools that people use. So, Again, very user friendly. It doesn't matter what what language you may speak; it's easy to understand. Um, that technology has allowed us to move further forward. Um, you know, Facebook. We all use Facebook, right? Um, Instagram, Twitter, all of these tools. Almost everybody's using. So we try to put ourselves uh, available in as many formats as possible. Um, not only to get the recognition, but it's a good way to feed our customers information. Do you think the behavior of the buyer will ever return to what it was before COVID? Or do you think this more push towards a, you know, technology and, and you know, information readily available at your fingertips is just going to continue to, to boom? Um, in what's now 22 years in retail automotive sales, um, there has always been a constant shift um, in how electronic we're becoming with information. And it's been happening year in, year out, you know. Um, and just when you think that we're at the peak of where we could ever be with with technology, there's always something else around the corner, I think, okay? So I don't think it's ever going to stop. I don't think it's going to return to the way it used to be. Um, we have always in trucking been a very um, uh, 
telecommunicative industry rather than in person. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot less people that actually come to our lot when they can get the, the upfront information they need over the phone. Um, and luckily for Arrow um, and luckily for our customers over the last 18 months, whatever it may have been, um, we've been able to stay ahead of the curve with, you know, adapting our tools a little more. And now that I think we've made it so easy for the customer with those tools, I don't expect them to go back to doing things the old fashioned way. No, I don't. Um, now, there are a lot of, uh, you know, the old school truckers out there. They want to see it, drive it and everything else before they'll give you an answer. But uh, we're really hoping that people are going to allow us to continue doing business the same way because we've proved that it is more efficient and, and easier. Well, Matt, I appreciate your time, my friend. It's been a pleasure talking to you as always. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. That's another episode of The Successful Driver. Thank you so much for listening, watching, wherever you are consuming this. We really appreciate you. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you later.